Okay, the uh, title, which I normally don't refer to, is going to be self-evident in a, just a couple of minutes. You don't have to wait to the end of the shear. And Shimmy probably didn't come because he didn't want his name mentioned, so since he's not here, I'll mention He just sent this in last night, and uh, it's a very fascinating, somewhat bizarre point, but fits into themes we're trying to cover over the next week. So the title is uh, Normalization of Criminal Activity, Surprising Government Approval. So that sounds like a good title for last night. <laughs> Things they're letting people getting away with in the drugstores and the, and the like. And not a good trend. Somebody just told me today that they closed down the one that he used to go to because they were losing money. So they just closed. First they cut the hours, the night hours. It used to be 24 hours, now it's closed. So that's not a good trend. And that's the problem with a society that's not focusing on clamping down the Zion Mitzvahs. This, um, this application is fascinating. We're not going to do justice to some of the Ma'amakemis, but I want to show you, I want to just raise the Shiloh for the Lifnaivir and the uh, bigger issue, I think, of Messiah Chelik Maganov. We had, in passing, a number of months ago, we spoke about buying from a Ganov, which is, Kamar's example, that's real lift naiver. So you buy from him, you're getting a good price, obviously, but that's going to encourage him or her. I don't want to limit the Averis to men. So we live in a very egalitarian society. That's going to encourage them to steal more because they have a market. So if you're fueling the market, that's lift naiver. And the Achreinim mentioned that and based on Mishayinim, and that's a Kiddush because you would think it's Lifne, Lifne, and that's like Grama, Derech Agav, he'll steal more, if you do this, Misa, takes more than one person to fuel the market, but they bring it down from Kaina, from Aganav. There's something called Chilik in Aganav, which should be different because it's listed in two different places, two different ways in the Rambam. Interesting enough in Hilchus Tshuva, and we're going to get to that. But let me first make you aware of what the problem is. There's actually been on the bus, books. I use the color printer for this. This is the IRS uh, website that sent to me by Shemi. And it's almost January 1st. So figured we would include this. Hopefully this will be not no gay to anybody you know. Apparently it's pretty no gay. This is on the books since the 1920s. It was made more famous or noticeable recently because people started reporting on it and everybody thought it was bizarre, but our notion of something as bizarre is also the sugi of what's wrong with it for our sugi is not what's wrong with it based on the legalese, although that will play a role. So the IRS has a rule, which is not disputed, again, been in the books for about 100 years, and I think some of the far as you're going to think of as we read this on why they would do this might float through your head and it's going to make an afkamina. Not that they're going to listen to my advice necessarily afterwards, but there is a um, debatable legal background to some of this. So, without further ado, two short paragraphs. Illegal activities. Income from illegal activities, comma, such as money from dealing with illegal drugs, comma, must be included in your income on Schedule 1. That's Form 1040. I kid you not. This is, you think this is a spoof. It's nowhere near perm. This is the IRS website. And it gets better, not worse. Or worse, not better. 
Uh, they tell you, in case you're not familiar with Form 1040, it's line 8Z or on your Schedule C on your 1040 if it's from your self-employment activity. The next Sif Katan, Lahavdal, is stolen property. It wasn't bad enough illegal drugs, but maybe, you know, it's illegal, but since 1929, that has changed in this country to our detriment. And maybe it's, you know, legal is just a frame of mind, and uh, they could change that as they did, not could they. And that's not Mamashachafsa of a stolen object, but it didn't get to Zion Mitzvahs yet in illegal drugs, even though it's clearly not good for society. So that's good until you get to the next line. Stolen property in bold. This is the next sif. If you steal property, you must report its fair market value in your income in the year you steal it. I, I kid you not. I, do, I couldn't have to read this twice. Unless, wait, this is going to be, I don't know if we're going to finish by Hanukkah just because of this. We might have to add on a couple of days. This is, this is too important to let go. The IRS has smart people. Government passes laws for a reason. They don't always get it right. But we're here to discuss why this isn't right. And uh, first, let me finish with the Sif Cotton. So you must import its fair market value. So you got a building. Forget Kaka and Exelis. I don't know if they're market that. Okay? So you stole the building. Let's put that aside. Kaka and Exelis still in this Exela. It just, you can't move it anywhere. And um, it says property here. That's why I'm bavarning. They, they don't have any Sif Cotton on this about Kaka and Exelis, that it's not real nice Exela. It happens to be a Machalikas Vishayanim. Somebody reminds me, I can actually bring you some mechanics for that. Whether Karka and Exelis tells you that it's not a Maisik Zela, but it's problematic, or it's a Maisik Zela, but it doesn't have enough Kaminas of regular Haitian Zela because you didn't take it anywhere. That's, that might play a role, but right now let's keep it simple. If you steal property, property doesn't just mean real estate, it includes real estate also. It means computers and uh, video cameras and clocks and real estate as well. Any chafsa, you must report its fair market value in your income in the year you steal it, unless you return it to its rightful owner in the same year. Okay, from a tax perspective. If you so, there, there's no, what? If you missed the cutoff. What? Next year. <laughs> so I'm saying, you know, all the people started calling me. It's scary. One second. No, no, it's going to get pretty wild. Okay, I, the, the, the people, anybody here who either pays taxes or as a tax attorney, you're an accountant. Please listen. That includes everybody. Uh, so, unless you return it, there's no Haitian Zayla. It's important for society, so they certainly have the ability and mandate to make a din of Haitian Zayla. Of course, it's Haitian There's no official Haitian Zayla. I mentioned last night. Yitro guys in a city of steel, official Haitian Zayla. They have a lot of truths about stealing a ring and using it for a Tabas Kedushin. There's a lot of this in, in Ebenezer. But there's a chiv to give it back. You should be wondering... What does it help? How can there be a chiv heishev zegazela? It doesn't help. He's, as Jonathan, you're on the screen. He's chay misa already. That was the time last night. What good is it to give it back? That's a very good kasha, but you should have had that kasha this past Yom Kippur afternoon as we were learning Mafta Yena. Because the first thing that smart king did, that smart king used to be a Russia and he wasn't too smart. His name is Pyro. Got very smart over the years from experience. Been there, done that. So he told everybody, whatever it is, give it back. And maybe Hashem will accept our tshuva. It's a tshuva move. If he still says, Chai Misa, if there's no aid, you don't need aid dim, then they can't get him. But 
there's all fish rice gazela. I'm not saying they have a kamalid rabbin din, which the pashas don't. It's based on our but give it back or not, it's the right thing to do. But it's chay misa. They don't bring the chay misa here with zayim mitzvahs or anything like that. They just say do the right thing. You're supposed to give it back. If you give it back the same year. And we see a lot of people running around with a bunch of things, like December 31st, like in the middle of the night. You know, they probably have till 12, I guess, in their calendar, so you know that they're listening to this year, Nebuch. And uh, if you can just give it back, you don't have to declare it as income. So, what was I? So, okay, so this is so this is a simple document. I read two paragraphs, easy to understand, right? You wouldn't believe how many, it's not just me, how many thousands of pages before we even get to the sugya, which nobody wrote about, but we're going to speak about. I have two big issues with this, for Nagea, for our sugya, and then we'll get to the legal issues that came up because it's also going to be part of it. First issue I have is that I'm concerned about Lifnaiver, that the fact this law exists, because you're giving credibility. I'll give, a, I'll give a recent example. What? Okay, so, okay. so you're on to that. None of you related to Al Capone, for sure. Maybe some of you related to Bugsy. Uh, all the same tufa. I'll fill everybody in in case you don't know who in the world I'm talking about. Because I never met them either. But the first thing that comes to mind is what you just said, and that is, well, they're trying to catch them. That's not the whole story here, uh, and I have rise to that, because you'd think from here, well, law-abiding citizens who are not because they're dealing illegal drugs and stealing things, but otherwise law-abiding citizens, we'd call them not yet from or not yet so from, the IRS just told them, you guys better report it. You think any of them are going to report this? Of course not. It's not designed for that. So, it's, designed, it's designed to get... But it's not, because what I originally thought was that, and I, I didn't, I'm not finished with the research because it was getting, after 10 minutes of, uh, I read quickly, but some of the kashas I was thinking in my head, they started bavarning in the courts. So I, there's a second part that we don't need now. But who's going to put on their thing on the schedule? You've got to spell out what it's for. So you say, well, I wasn't going to say this, put an asterisk at the bottom, but this is for the illegal drugs and the bootlegging, which it was then. And I'll put it down because Uncle Sam said I have to. So I don't think anybody who's doing these things would tell that to Uncle Sam. So they sort of take care of that also, and they say you could put it under the other categories, another line for other income, and you don't have to say what it is. I kid you not. So you're not incriminating yourself, and there's a din of Adam Mesmasa Russia. That's only because Adam Karvitz, Latzma, that's only a din by us, they don't have a psal korva. They'll need one aid, not two. No psal korva. You can use a father, a brother, any of the design craving. So there is no din of Eidel Mitzvah Russia. They have a, a law in the books. You can't incriminate yourself. Or we can't force you to incriminate yourself. It's called pleading the fifth, the Fifth Amendment. But they don't have a din, we have a din, Eidel Mitzvah Russia, even if he said it, we ignore you. So there's an interesting Rambam that says that if a guy, the Rambam is by our law, if a guy comes in and he says, I killed somebody, and he surrenders the basin, we ignore him. The Rambam says maybe he's suicidal, just doesn't, doesn't want to do it himself. 
So everybody asked the Rama, what do you need that reason for? This is a sugi that elements of Masarasha. Adam Karav Eitzel Asma and Masarasha. So the Achrayim say it's to take care of that even by Goyim, where there's no Pesul Korva, you still shouldn't be quick to punish him and kill him because he might be suicidal. So the Fifth Amendment, I believe, any Fifth Amendment uh, uh, constitutional scholars over here, uh, I think it's that you can't force the guy. You have the right to remain silent and you... you you don't have to incriminate yourself, but if you do, then they're fine with that. We're not. So, I don't know if they're expecting anybody to delineate what it is, but there is another line for other income, and that's what you meant, but they want you to declare it. I still don't think anybody's putting it down. This could be already after conviction. They can go... Okay, so that's where it gets, that's where it gets complicated. That's what you're referring to, is that most of the, ironically... Uh, is, this, is this why they made the law only I, I don't think so I think there's, there's more to it but a lot of big mafia figures in the heyday were sent to jail based on tax evasion because everything else they did the contracts they had on various people and all the other nefarious activity they make sure to do not in front of any Aiden <laughs> not even one and they couldn't get them on that and tax evasion they got them on so that's not can't be the whole story because they didn't get them only because of this law it came out in the 20s so it has something to do with that but if they had riots already that they didn't put it down they had to have riots that they made the money and what would be their excuse I made the money and therefore either they're going to get them and how'd you make the money on bootlegging which was prohibited by law Drugs prohibited by law and stealing is prohibited by law. So they could get them on that anyway. They don't need this law <coughs> to get them. And if they can't prove they made the money, then you can't prove they didn't put it down on the tax return either. So this doesn't, this is not the only reason they did this. It's not solving all the problems. The reason Pashtas they did it is because somebody holds that if they made money, Uncle Sam, like any good sovereign government, has an automatic right to get in on it and get their cut. That's how they justify this. And then, if it also helps to put guys away for things you want to put them away for, we can't prove, so then we'll get them a tax evasion. But the etzem, they hold up his that you made money, we get a cut. Well, some take taxes from illegal immigrants. So, <laughs> so yeah, they... they often burn the candles on both ends. They're going to do that here plenty. But let me get to my issue, why it's in this sugi, why this is important. I think, first of all, this comes dangerously close to a type of lufnaiver that you're making something normal in a society and you're giving... There was a tumult. Uh, they tell me I didn't follow exactly who the players were, but one of them was a former president where he sat down to lunch, dinner with somebody or two or three... And there's a whole to-do. He said, I don't even know who they are. I'm just giving him that. all sorts of excuses, not excuses. The answer is, there is something to this. If you give somebody the time of day, the person or an activity, and you make it normal, that creates an atmosphere where this is not so bad. That's with neither. So here we're talking to them like a law-abiding citizen. This is the Pella, this is in the IRS website. Did you learn this in accounting school? Did you get to this? Did you ever hear this? It's 
So we're, t- we're treating them like normal people. It's um, you happen to be a Ganov. You make money and you're part of your citizen over here. That's okay. We want to cut. Either we'll get you later, won't get you later, it'll help us get you later. But in my mind, that makes it much too normal. That it's like not so bad if, if a guy, I don't know, pick a, a crazy example. If uh, somebody were, uh, Rahman al-Islam, murdering people and then selling their bodies as mummies on the international... Would there be anybody to bring up, and by the way, did you pay any taxes on that activity? No. We'd have war, war trials and war crimes, and, and we'd have the guy lynched if we could, and he would be a pari... We wouldn't deal with him like a normal person. Like, did you put that in your 1040? So we're taking a Ganov... And we're elevating him. The perception here is very important. Is that he's? By the way, this is exactly what organized crime did. That was the, that's the avlo. What's wrong? The notion of organized crime already is a misnomer. That's already lifnever. Organized crime. The answer is you put a suit and a tie on somebody, and you get him a nice car, and you're nice to your family, and you say he's a nice guy, and you're family oriented, and you and you do all the things that they do or did and give charity, whatever else they do. So then the fact that killing people, robbing, destroying society, and uh, not having a free uh, economic system like you're supposed to have, so that all gets blurred, which is why they had so much kayak for so long. Because society was really sold a marketing, as a marketing gimmick that this really isn't so bad. It's organized. And there are still people who believe in that. They say, look, what would you want? Would you rather organize crime and keep our neighborhood safe? It's crime, but it's organized. Or do you want just a bunch of yechidim, thugs going around and nothing's organized? You could dress up anything. Why isn't it that the IRS really holds taxation as theft? So. Because every the only thing the Gemara says din mechazin is the to the first thing and the last thing. And so is the government has a right to tax. That's the only thing that everybody agrees on. So that is a, either a leftist or a rightist, uh, you were just doing that to have me say that publicly. But uh, the less mod the public, the government has the right to tax. But they're making this look normal that everybody's got their own business, their own Michigan, so you're a mafioso, you're a ganov, you're a syndicator, you do this, you do that, just pay your taxes. And, you know, well, uh, either we'll get you, we won't get you. That is hashkafically uh, lifnaiver disaster, as is the whole concept of organized crime and making any of this look good. And they've managed to make almost every area look good with enough PR, twisted PR, you could do that. That's problem number one. I have a much bigger issue. And that's what I started with, and that is I, I'm tempted to say that filling out that if anybody was still bootlegging, not that it's prohibited anywhere because the drugs aren't, Anybody who's doing this, we're not condoning it, it's against Dimachazdini, you shouldn't do it, then it's uh, not a good effort to hang around with. But if a guy would steal something and then midway through the year do tshuva, and like you said, December 31st, didn't get his act together, didn't give it back, comes to me January 2nd, he says, I have a tax shayla. This is a real shayla now. Should I declare it? It's not going to be a chal shayla, put it on the other income. Should you declare it? You have to declare it. I think it might be usser, because what they're asking over here might be because they might have the right to do it, but the issue of chaylik maganav is very significant over here. Does this sort of buy from maganav because then you're really giving them a market to go and the taiva to go steal more? That's, that's more direct with neither. And then this chaylik maganav. I'll say this outside, but I want to bring your raya. It might be a machlekes, the Tafariz Yaakov, and the Tumen, the Chesh 
So I'll, I'll, I'll bring that in next week. But there seems to be a Shiloh, what's the problem with Chedek Maganev? So the Ramam and Hilchas Tshuva, which you saw just a few months ago, says that there's a list of things that's hard to do Tshuva from because either people don't think it's so bad or you can't do Tshuva because you can't find the people. And one of the things on the list is Chedek Maganev because you don't know who he stole from because you're just getting it as a gift from the Ganav, and if you bought it from him, you don't know where. And if it's after a year, okay, maybe there's no chiva shava, just get back to cash, but you don't know who the guy is. So it's very hard to do tshuva. Is that the only problem of chalik of That you just have a problem, you can't give it back, and now you have a chalik of the chetzer that was stolen? That's definitely a problem. Or is it also they're giving a hesher temple? Why is a Ganav splitting his hard earned money with you? So if he sells it to you, he's doing business. If he gives you part of it, probably quite often it's because you have a part of the operation and you were the guy driving the car, you were the guy bribing the people, and yet something's giving you what he calls a gift. But Chalik Abaganov also includes where he just gives you something because he's a friend of yours, he wants to give. So people use money to buy friends. Nobody gives anything for free. What's the problem in taking it? Let's say it was after Yish and there was no Chiva Shava and there's nobody to give it back and he's not giving it back anyway. What's the problem? The problem is you're making the guy look normal, respecting is that you take some of his ill-gotten gains, he's basically being miyash of his conscience, that, look, it's not so bad, he thinks it's okay, he took some of it, I gave it to this friend, he took 10%, and he took 20%, but not so bad. So you're giving this hechsher temple on the ganav. That's also a form of lifnei But if it's before Yish, or there's a chid to give it back, even after Yish, by Goyim, Yish doesn't play as much of a role, Without all my svaras of the Iver, there's an important Nakuda, which I don't know what exactly they do with this. There's a lot written on it. And that is, they're taking money that's stolen. They want 40% of the money that's stolen. So what's the justification of that? You're, you're giving in, they want you to file this and pay the tax. So it's 40% of the money of your ill-gotten gains, they want. But somebody else's money, they want that's the biggest cash of them all. I'm worried about the first things also. I think there's a real different evil. I think Chalik Laganov, and Faris Yaakov agrees with me. I, I'll show you. It's a very fascinating but, but I think the problem, besides buying from Laganov, which is directly from very encouraging to steal more, to sell, Chalik Laganov is giving the whole thing respectability. <laughs> that's not good for anybody. Which, again, the mafia has done, tries to do. It's not what it was in the olden days. It's still active. And... Here they're asking for a 40% cut. What's interesting that? We had the Shabbos afternoon with that fellow, maybe I shouldn't mention his name again. We just had this two weeks ago. There was a guy who happened to be Jewish who made a lot of money and then he was, he was the guy who was telling the results of the horse race. He knew it before anybody else knew it and he was giving it out to the bookies and telling the bookies a simple equation. The horse won or lost and take the bets only if they're betting on the wrong side. They make gazillions of dollars. It's great. You knew the results before anybody else did. Out now, Geneva, but he was a monopoly and it was syndicated until Al Capone happens to be wanted a chilek. Why? Because that's the way it works. He's in Chicago. He's in Chicago. He just came in and says, I want a piece. Why? I'm Al Capone. What kind of question is that? <laughs> it got dangerous. Like he, they took out a contract on him and they're going to kill him and he had to pay a million or two protection. And that was when a million dollars was money. We spoke about this on Shabbos, that, that nobody should, uh, you know, uh, understand that, uh, that we're on to them. 
Lamaisa, this is stolen money. So how are you giving part of that to them? What are they holding? So I, I think about problem lifting either, you're giving the government ill-gotten gains. It's stolen money. A case in point, I'll just speak out the case now and we'll have more details on it next week, but it's absolutely fascinating. I'm not the only one who noticed this. There's an attorney, the attorney, defense attorney for this guy brought up this far. There's a guy in Texas, a guy, I'm mentioning that because the industry he's in, you shouldn't think he's Jewish. Uh, he's actually a doctor and he had a very, very lucrative practice and over years and years and years, decades, he had billed a lot to his clients, and he was involved in a huge amount of Medicare fraud. To tune, I think, $1.8 million. So he um, actually, believe it or not, that's the same thing about this case, he declared it every year in his tax returns, ongoing. It was over multi-years. He, he put it down, probably on the other income. But... In the process, he was doing a lot of Medicare fraud, insurance company fraud. There was a, it was a whole big to-do. They finally caught him, and mind you, he paid tax on all of this. So they caught him. They made him pay back restitution, $1.8 million to the insurance companies and to, the, uh, to Medicare, and a $50,000 class over here and some other community service, whatever it was, that a whole... Uh, court case and then he countersued the IRS for the tax money back <laughs> want the tax credit couldn't make this up if you tried so Haladeverhu his, his defense attorney was actually quite good I might even be it's interesting when he wrote up the thing he didn't he didn't sign his name. Somebody else wrote it up for him. And I'm wondering because he has a serious tie in the IRS. And it's like, this is an old case. But it just begs the question, is it if neither you're giving the... Most of the laws they get right, or at least it's defendable. Here they're asking for a piece of the action of stolen money. So I was hoping, but it's not the case, unfortunately, that of course the IRS didn't take this money. If they were, at least during the investigation, but they were onto him, they certainly funneled the money right away to Medicare. But it's not true. They took the money, different branches of government don't have combined budgets. The IRS took the money and they kept the money. So what are they thinking? You're handing in money, they're just as much a goslin as you are. You just handed them 40% of your stolen money. So, I mean, following what's, what's going on over here? So this is not a small, people thought this, this became popular. Somebody reported it, they thought it was cute. Like, it's not cute. It's making it more normal to be involved in all these things. And that's one Lifnever problem. And Chalik Magadav, I think, over here is more than just giving a Hesher's Temple. They're taking the money and they don't always catch the guy, which means if the guy is reporting it, I was amazed that anybody reported it. But this guy reported it. And part of his defense, which I don't think he won, was that, no, he really provided services. And he, over the years, there's $1.8 million. It's just a lot of the patients couldn't pay. So he made sure he got paid anyway. But it was really a billable event. So it was real income tax. That's why he put it down as income. It was income. How he got paid is a different story. So he didn't do the right thing. So he said, can I have my money back? It's a lot of money. And they said, no. Of course you can't have your money back. You're a ganav. As opposed to the IRS, it was a 40% ganav. So why is that? 
Why is that okay? And I say a din mechusadina that they can make a din like that. This is a chiddush in pesadlif neivas looking din mechusadina. The defense, I'm not saying I agree with this, would be they can make up whatever din mechusadina they want. They first rule is you make money, we want forty percent. And then if it happens to be you turn out to be a Ghana, so don't be a Ghana next time, and it doesn't have to be fair for a Ghana. That's what somebody was suggesting. That's not so push it. And one of the attorneys was saying that it's not going to be politically correct. That's why it doesn't stand a great chance, but it should really change the law. It's not politically correct because nobody wants to now be discussing something that's going to change the law in favor of gun government if this happens. But you've got to be, talking about burn the candle both ends, you've got to be consistent. So this is in preparation, usually as for Hanukkah, and usually we have the Chag Shaila. So this is already for January 2nd, so we're ahead of uh, schedule. Uh, <laughs> Speaking of schedules. Uh, so I think it's a, a fascinating lifnaiva, Shaila, where you're just creating a momentum, even though you're not beferish doing something wrong. That's also lifnaiva, and I believe that's a possibility of Chalik Maganov, and I also believe that there's real money going to the wrong place. It's not being funneled back to Medicare, and you can say they didn't know at first because you put it on all the income, but they, they knew as they were launching these investigations take years. So why wasn't the money frozen in the budget somewhere earmarked for Medicare? It wasn't. That's a bit of a tzarachim. Uh, so Mitzvah Shem will uh, pick it up next week. Did you bring it